Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome one and all to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. We're talking bat strategies. So this is the Ben Man, and with me is... Number two batagist, Sun Tzu, Andrew. This might be one of my favorites in terms of your names. <laughs> it's, relevant to, it's, it's relevant to the episode. It has a great rhyme to your name. Art of War, just all this stuff. It's actually relevant this time. It's sometimes relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, it's it's a combination of all those things, not yeah, just that yeah, it's yeah. relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes. Art we're, of War, we're, bitches. We're talking about... Oh, I should have brought the, my copy out to, to show on the camera, but whatever. Uh, yeah, we're talking which Batman is the best strategist. Remember, last time we talked about heroism, uh, and it was really between heroism or best strategist that uh, we put it up to our $10 Patreon patrons in terms of which one do you think should be the Batman Day special heroism one out? But now it's time to cover strategy for the other Patreon patrons who uh, wanted that episode. So here we are. And again, you can join the $10 tier if you want to be able to vote or influence the show uh, in certain <laughs> ways whenever we do the, the polls. So right. as usual, we are going to be diving into all the different live-action Batman from Lewis Wilson in 1943 to Robert Pattinson including uh, and including uh, some of the Batman stuff that was in the Flash movie from this year. Uh, and we will be doing our usual rankings uh, in Tier Maker. So let me pull that up uh, for everybody. But uh, essentially, this is uh, what we've seen before with, for those who might be new to us, we have S tier at the very top. That tends to be what a lot of these tiers are. S tier slash world's greatest strategist. Uh, <laughs> then A, not quite as good as S, but still pretty damn good. B, still good, but flawed. C is like right in the middle, maybe average in terms of strategist. D is bad, starting to get below average, but not as bad as E. And then below E is F slash goose egg slash it log, and a tribute to Dan, our assistant. And world's greatest dumbass is on the, is on the bottom. So <laughs> I, love I don't know spectrum. if we're going to get anybody like that, but. World's is... greatest dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be so, on that in the DC world? I don't know. We, we let us know in the comment section what you guys think, or maybe we'll think of it during the during the recording. But Scooby Dumb, Scooby Dumb, if he's ever uh, in the DC, well, I'm sure he's somewhere in the DC world. Right? Yeah, because there's the Batman and, and Scooby Doo crossovers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, he'd be at he'd be at the id log. He'd be the world's greatest dumbass. <laughs> So we're talking strategy in terms of, uh, you know, which which Batman was the best strategist. And, you know, strategy is a big component of who Batman is. He's known for his intelligence. We've covered him as a detective before in rankings, but we haven't really covered strategy where it's Batman's ability to outthink his opponent outside of uh, outpunching him. So this will be on Batman's brains in, uh, in the art of war. 
Sun Tzu and Drew. So uh, this will be how effective his strategy is in yes. battle or in capturing the villain. And um, even they've even acknowledged this in uh, in the Flash. You know, Barry calls Batman the the strategist they need. So uh, even the different interpretations know that this is an important factor in this. So we'll be diving into each one of them, starting of course with uh, Lewis Wilson. So here we go. Lewis Wilson from 1943. Uh, Lewis Wilson actually has a fair amount of strategy to his game for a guy who played Batman five years into Batman's career. So uh, this is the debut of the Batcave was in the serial, and Batman used the Batcave not just as a headquarters, but he had a special room where he would put his hostages, his criminals in, and threaten to leave the guy alone with bats uh, if he didn't talk. And then he also pointed, there was this radium gun that was part of the plot, and he pointed the gun at the henchman, not to kill him, but to intimidate him into talking. Uh, so that's a kind of an interesting strategy that he uses the Batcave for that we don't usually see these days uh, in the, in the modern, modern interpretations. Um, in the first episode, he tricks criminals into shooting at the chimney when he and Robin are actually somewhere else. So he has, does a fair amount of uh, manipulation in battle to his benefit. Uh, he's also one of the few Batman to go undercover in disguise. This is something that uh, you and I have talked about a lot, where they don't really do the Master of Disguise thing that much in the, the live-action adaptation. Yeah, I, I don't know why they don't. I think it's really cool. It's a, it's a cool aspect. It's a carryover from The Shadow and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and again, just looking at the actors they get, it's, plenty of these guys have the range for it, too. You know? Like, yeah. even... Um, I think at one point I speculated how fun it would be to see to have seen Ben Affleck just put on you know more of his Boston accent as matches Malone, <laughs> like he'd just yeah. be a natural at that. So that would be awesome. Would have been awesome. Actually. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he does. It, this is before Matches Malone was ever created. So this one he's called Chuck White, uh, and uh, he even tests out his disguise on Alfred and the love interest Linda Page to make sure that he can fool people. Uh, he even goes as far as to put the makeup of Chuck White on himself before he dons the cowl, because at one point they take his cowl off to find out that Chuck White is Batman. That way, Bruce Wayne's identity is uh, still kept secret. So he was nice. thinking many steps ahead, uh, this Batman. Nice. Uh, in episode three, he strategizes to put an ad in the papers to entice the villain's men uh, and sets up a trap using Alfred as bait. Alfred's willing to, to be the bait in this one. Uh, so that's another evidence of a strategy. Also ends up uh, you finding out that Linda is going to meet with a fortune teller, ends up basically replacing the fortune teller so that he can get a lead on who's behind the crimes. Uh, and then when he arrests another guy in episode nine to put him in the bat cave, the bats are not intimidating enough for the guy. So he changes strategies and allows the guy to get kind of free and untied so that he could call a phone number. Uh, that way Batman can trace the call and find out where, you know, the big boss is. Uh, when he calls that phone number, he tricks the guy on the other end into giving him uh, the name by saying, like, is this sudden such? He kind of gives the wrong name deliberately. And the guy says, no, this is the blank residence. And he's like, all right, sorry, wrong number. But then he knows uh, who's there. So again, he's, he's out thinking uh, the criminals in this. So this is pretty cool, uh, I think, uh, and especially given the fact that this is not, this is Batman at his earliest. This is the very first live-action interpretation. So uh, you could, like, they could have phoned this part in, you know, and just made mm -hmm. him just beat the shit out of criminals, and that's it. Uh, let's see, and then in the finale, he does use Alfred to distract the attendant at a carnival so they can go and, and get Dr. Daka. 
uh, and uses an opportunity to follow Daka's men inside and spies on the people coming and going so he knows how to enter the secret door for the headquarters. So, so far, pretty good. Let's go into flaws. Um, in the first episode, I wrote this down. This never, this doesn't bite him in the ass, but at one point he's arresting criminals with Robin and he mentions to Robin, I've got a date tonight. Probably not the best thing to mention in front of a guy, a bunch of guys you arrested, especially yeah. when it comes to his secret identity. Yeah. So that's uh, not great. Uh, episode six probably shouldn't have redirected the radium gun known for exploding things towards gasoline. <laughs> so you would think you would know that. Um, episode 10 was the biggest thing, though, because he disguises himself as Chuck White. Okay, kind of cool. So he can go undercover and be a part of the gang of the criminals, and they're waiting for this radium shipment. So you would think, okay, he's going to wait for the radium shipment, then he's going to join them, get to the hideout, and then he's going to reveal himself as Batman and, and arrest them from within. Instead, for whatever reason, probably because this is only episode 10 out of 15, he blows his cover way early, uh, kind of out of nowhere, with no explanation why, and blows the whole operation. Uh, and just decides to attack the criminals now, as opposed to waiting it out. So that's why it takes him five more episodes to get to the to the actual villain's hideout. You know, it's, this thing is over three hours uh, okay. for him just, just to find out where the villain is. So that's a big knock against him. Uh, and then in the final episode, he uh, pretty much ends up getting captured by Daka's men, does not have great situational awareness, needs Robin's help in order to escape. So that's what we got. So started off good, has some points against him. Where do we rank him on here? Based mm. off of the notes that I have. Uh, I don't know, man. My gut kind of says B, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I wrote, to, I wrote B over here. B yeah. minus the lowest, but there wasn't anything like really egregious, I think. So yeah, let's put him at B. I think it's fair. These serial guys are never going to get S anyway, let's face it. Pointing but. the radium gun <laughs> at a fucking gas thing, like, come on, dude. Right. You don't, need, you don't need to be the world's greatest detective for that one. Yeah. So, yeah, could have been better. But let's go into his successor, Robert Lowry. Robert Lowry has fared pretty much Man, every better. time we see these two guys, <laughs> when we cut from the... Like, this guy's suit's just worse to me. It's like, yeah. I wonder if kids at the time mm -hmm. were like, oh, man, you know, like... <laughs> like the, the first suit is clearly better. Yeah. this I'm, I know we're not ranking suits, but it's just something I wanted to mention because I, I think this every time we do these, we, we go over these two dudes... Yeah. Don't you think so? If you look so? at the ears. Yeah, if you look at the ears. I mean, I think I think when we did rank the suits, I was crazy enough to think that I preferred Lowry's, but that was that might have been for different reasons. Now when I when I look at these specific pictures, like obviously this fares better than this. If you look at the ears, you look at the placement of the bat insignia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The belt is not pulled up, you know. The belt's off kilter, it looks like maybe. <laughs> yes, it is. Also belt the design's worse too. Like the first suit's way better. I'm just thinking of People that are, you know, in their 80s now, yeah. probably, like, when they saw these serials, they were probably, like, I just, they were probably, like, uh, what do you call it, um, disappointed. Yeah. They were let down uh, by the new inc incarnation. Sorry, man, man but you probably did anyway. Look at, look at the gloves, too. Like, Lewis Wilson's got, like, the kind of a, it's a cheap version, but he's got the early versions of the gauntlet. Yeah. And Lowry's just got big gardening gloves. <laughs> 
are they blacked out or he has no gar- no gauntlets? I don't think he had gauntlets actually. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Let me yeah. look right now. Actually, well, we'd have to. Well, he's Robert looking it Lowry. up. Yeah, it's yeah, just Robert the Lowry the Batman. way that they're pointed. His ears suck. Like this guy also had the worst Batmobile too, or what? If I remember. Yeah, we correctly. gave him the goose egg for the Batmobile. Man, this guy sucks, dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we did give him. Uh, I forgot what we gave him in terms of detective, but I think he got an A or a B. I would like to apologize to what's his name. Robert Lowry, the estate of Robert Lowry at this at this time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he had gauntlets. I can't I can't see them in the in the pictures here. No so, fuck. Uh, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so let's hear about a strategy. Let's see how he does with strategy. Though. This is on strategy. This is not on the bat suit. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it's a knock against him. It's a bad strategy to have this piece of shit suit, but uh, and this wasn't even. Like, <laughs> Uh, no, it's a good strategy because none of the criminals will want to look at it, and then he gets a chance to punch punch every criminal. <laughs> so, um, throughout the the subplot that's in Batman and Robin, the nineteen forty nine serial, is that Vicky Vale is trying to prove that Bruce Wayne is Batman, uh, which is pretty true to the comics at the time. So, um, let's see. Uh, at the beginning, Vicky, in order to get basically get Vicky out of Wayne Manor so that he can go on and be Batman. He has Dick call in and say, oh, there's an accident at Harbor Boulevard. And Vicky's like, I got to go cover the story. And Alfred turns to Bruce after she leaves. And, and he's like, but sir, like, what if there's no actual accident on Harbor Boulevard? And Bruce is like, actually, there's at least one accident there every night. So this Bruce keeps up with all the different traffic in, in Gotham to know where the most popular places would be and bets the odds that there's already an accident so that when Vicky gets there, she doesn't find it suspicious. Okay. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. They uh, He and Robin managed to ex- escape from an exploding plane in the second episode, though honestly it was just kind of a matter of opening the door, so maybe I gave him too much credit when I was doing the notes here. Um <laughs> does have a fake packet of uh, diamonds in order to switch it out with real diamonds to trick a criminal. So that was kind of cool. Use a strategy to have Robin bring the thugs to him in episode four rather than both of them rushing in and getting shot. Uh, He also is the last Batman so far in live action to go in disguise. So both serial Batman did the the disguise thing. Uh, Unlike Lewis Wilson, though, he did not actually put much makeup on for this. So he <laughs> Well, we maybe that's, capture, maybe that's budget. Maybe that's just the budget. It, it could be budget. So they capture one of the gang. I mean, look at his suit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Yeah. He, I'm cracking myself up. <laughs> they capture They capture one of the gang members, right? Yeah. Uh, named Mac and he disguises himself as Mac and to convince the thugs that he's this guy, he wears an eye patch. Okay. That's it. Bruce Wayne wears an eye patch to pass his Mac, and then when they when they take hey, the eye patch off, his name is Wayne like, Bruce, Wayne Bruce yeah. or something. What's his name when he's eye patch man? His name is Mac. Mac, Mac Lacey. Mac Lacey. Because that's I love the guy's those real like name. I love those thirties yeah. gangster names. Um, yeah. So okay, okay. Unlike Chuck White, this is not a persona he created. This is an actual guy he's trying to disguise himself as, and he figures he has enough of a resemblance. So I get it. But <laughs> once they remove the eye thing. And they're just like, you're not Mac. And then he's got like no way to get out of that. 
so not I as think good of a master of disguise. That's maybe just a what do you call it? A trope for a kids' show at the time. Yeah, I might. You know, it's 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 Give not we're not we're not watching seven. You know, like this yeah. is. <laughs> It's kind of I think I'm going to let I'm going to give that a pass. I yeah, actually yeah, will yeah. give that a pass. Uh let's see. So okay, so some pluses as well. <laughs> I should yeah. remind myself on I'm on pluses not minuses right now. Yeah. Um this Batmobile is the goose egg Batmobile, but unlike the previous one it does actually have shit to do. So okay. it has a okay. fake police siren installed in it in order to trick criminals into thinking that uh like the police are on the way. So he has Robin use it to trick a bunch of guys. Um so that's cool. At one point, uh, they capture both Batman and Robin, and they make Batman, uh, or Bruce in his disguise, shoot Robin. And so what he does to get himself out, both of them out of the situation, is he deliberately shoots Robin's belt buckle, which then, and then uses the gun <laughs> to shoot the light and get away. So, okay, uh, it's, I don't know how realistic that is, and imagine if he missed. But uh, this is Batman clearly is good at shooting and with guns. So You'll have some dick left over, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> he actually said the president, not Burt Ward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. There's much that'll be left yes. over. Uh, <laughs> this Batman is also prepared. He has a gas mask for himself and Robin, as well as a torch to get out of a death trap in Episode 7, which is cool. Okay. Uh, comes up with a plan to trick a guy in Episode 8. Uh, who he believes to be in on the plan, and so he uses, this sounds familiar, if you remember Dark Knight, radioactive bills to trace everything to the villain through a Geiger counter. So the whole radioactive money thing, that's actually in the Batman and Robin serial before it was in the Dark Knight. God, I, that's uh, so specific. I wonder yeah. if Goyer, uh, you know, saw this and was like, hmm, perhaps. Or maybe somebody yeah. that wrote a comic... Uh, saw this, put it in the comic, and then Goyer saw the comic. I don't know, but this it's very specific kind of thing, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know how much of that has been used in real life either. You know? Because I can also I know, easily right? see it being like, this was a famous case in like the 1940s you know, or something, and then Nolan reads it and just like, let's just use this. And so like, then it becomes part of it without him even realizing it was a connection to the serial. I mean... Plus, Could be did either it, one. Did it give... <laughs> People that handle it cancer too. Like what the fuck? Radiated bills? <laughs> like what the hell, man? I don't know, but uh, that's what they ended up using. Uh, so that's kind of cool. In episode nine, he has Gordon let a criminal go so that they can watch him and follow him. Uh, episode ten, uh, he tricks a guy they catch into revealing where the wizard's hideout is uh, by hiding in the back of the truck. So that's cool. Uh, episode 11 deliberately goes to a professor for information, Professor Hamill, and plants where he'll be in order to test whether or not that guy is the wizard because he knows if the wizard shows up there, that means that that guy, uh, the professor, is the wizard. So there's actual magic in this? Well, he's called the wizard, but there's, he just gives himself that name. What he really oh, okay. is is he, has, he possesses a device that enables him to uh, you know, control things from far away or blow things up from far away. Okay. Uh, also uses another gadget in the Batmobile. Again, there's there's actual gadgets in this Batmobile uh, to allow Robin to listen into his location. Um, and also has for this for the first time in live action history, uh, though it's in the comics, has Alfred show up in a bat suit in order to throw off suspicion that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Uh, so okay. that's another cool aspect. 
uh, ends up having Gordon feed fake information to Barry Brown, who's a radio broadcaster he suspects is in league with the wizard. Uh, episode 13 puts himself in a vault in order to capture the wizard. And then in episode 14 gives an infrared bulb to Vicky Vale in order to help identify the wizard, knowing that if she takes a picture of him, then it'll actually show who's underneath the mask. Uh, episode 15 okay. is where he really shines because he's the one who deduces who the wizard actually is uh, and outthinks him, tells Gordon to check all cars for the wizard when he sort of puts him in a trap and has the idea of sending Robin to a place where uh, basically where they suspect the wizard hideout is. And then at the very end to finally throw Vicky Vale off, he's in the same room as Vicky when Vicky gets a phone call and it's from Bruce Wayne when in reality it's Alfred playing a recording of Bruce's voice on the other end. So, pretty good on this. Let's go into flaws. So, uh, in episode one, he kind of, this one I might let slide, but he gets he gets out of a plane and gets caught at gunpoint by goons. He could have stayed in and seen that it was going to be a trap, but, you know, this is 1940s plotting, so who knows. <laughs> Uh, in yeah. episode three, there's a uh, there's a cliffhanger where he's like holding onto a crowbar that's being affected by like the device, and I'm just like Batman, you can just let go of it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to get caught in the middle of it. Uh, but maybe he w- wasn't able to due to the d- device. Uh, episode six, I already talked about how <laughs> his disguise as Mac Lacey is just bandages over his eye. Um, episode seven doesn't have the most effective way of dodging bullets from behind a cabin door. He just moves he just kind of ducks down he doesn't try to move away from the wall that's being shot at but he doesn't get shot so technically his strategy still worked okay um episode nine is the most egregious to me he figures out that the wizard is using a device to disable cars so he uses the batmobile which then gets disabled and since a car doesn't work batman tries to go after him in another car that he commandeers so i'm like batman like you know this guy's able to control shit. <laughs> like, this is not the way to go. Right. But not too bad, right? Like, this is still, this is definitely yeah. not C-level, I would say. Like, some of the stuff is minor. I I know last time you went first, I'm going to put him about the same, maybe slightly mm-hmm. higher than the previous guy. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same. I mean, the car thing is maybe the worst, the main, right? Yeah. And then the that's... Maybe not as bad as the radium gun, so maybe he's <laughs> slightly higher. Right. Yeah. So. Let's put him higher. Let's put him higher. We already put him higher as a de- as a detective anyway. So it's a Lowry. consolation prize for his shitty yeah. ass suit. Well, he ranked pretty high. He ranked high in heroism. He also didn't kill anybody. So even though oh yeah, that's shitty, good. You know, he still had he still has good characterization in this. Okay, I think that's better characterization good. than uh, the Lewis Wilson version. So. Overall, those two serials, yeah. like story-wise, you know, just generally, what's which one's better? The like, second one. The this second one, one is the one better. We just went over. Yeah, it is better. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's better. It's got more comic book characters. Commissioner Gordon's actually in it. Uh, Vicky, I mean, Vicky Vale is just a a more interesting female lead than Linda Page is to me, just in general. Um, Alfred's a little bit more traditional. Um, you also don't have, you don't really have any of the Japanese stereotype shit that's in the first one. Oh, so. yeah, I forgot about that part. 
and it's just what's cool about it is that it's the only other one other than the Batman from 2022 that's an actual mystery. And Batman, okay. you could argue even then that between the two of them, Batman figures out more shit in the serial than he does in the Batman. Because in the Batman, he kind of gets the smoking gun evidence that Falcone is the rat. But you don't really see him figure out the clues that Falcone is the rat. He kind of just figures it out when he gets like the most obvious clue. Here, he figures out before everyone who the wizard is. Gotcha. So, That's cool. All right. You know, it's good. Okay, uh, cool. So let's go into Adam West. So now the now the Batman that uh, yes. people are more familiar with. Moving yes. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Michael Keaton. No, uh, so <laughs> Adam West, I mean, come on. Uh, he's prepared for every trap, has shark repellent bat spray in the in the <laughs> copter. Not in the bat boat, but in the fucking copter. Uh, because you never knows. know when your your copter is <laughs> going to be attacked by a shark. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. Deliberately doesn't tell the truth to the press about a missing ship so that it doesn't spread panic. Has the plan to use his date with Kitka to bait criminals with Alfred and Robin watching over them with the Batmobile. Baits the villains by claiming to have a transmitter in his suit when they capture him as Bruce Wayne. And then when they try to bring him out, he fights them when, and escapes. So pretty good so far. Able to get rid of the bomb in that famous sequence where like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. He's able to mm-hmm. do that without killing anyone, not even the little ducks. S tier. Yes. Uh, puts Penguin under bat gas so he doesn't see the entrance of the bat cave. Uh, gives himself and Robin pills to make them immune to Penguin's gas before Penguin even gasses them because he knows the Penguin is going to gas them. Uh, and he does mm-hmm. it deliberately around the location of the hidden bat cycle so that they can immediately take chase after him. So pretty good shit. Strategizes to bring the uh, sub that the villains are hiding at, at and under. He basically strategizes to bring it up to the surface rather than sink it uh, by having bat uh, having Robin use the bat charge on them. Uh, so, I mean, it's Adam West. So, of course, he's going to be the genius uh, out of yeah. all these guys. Uh, so potential flaws, I had to stretch for some of these, if there's any, because I want to be fair. I don't want to just be like, uh, like there's none. Absolutely. But let's just see what we can do. Uh, that one point he's unable to get out of the magnet death trap because the batteries are dead in his device. Not really his fault. Maybe he could have charged his batteries beforehand. Either way, they get saved by, I think a whale sacrifices itself. In order a to. whale sacrifice. What episode is this? This is the this is the movie. Oh, the movie. Okay, <laughs> very brave of it to, uh, to have taken that missile for dude. It. I saw the movie. I think on Nick at Night, dude, way mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it since then. So I've I've forgotten a lot about it. Yeah, uh, we did see that table read thing with, with, with Ralph Garman. Yeah, um, yeah, we saw. That was kind I, of a refresher, I guess. Yeah, that was a refresher, but I forgot about the fucking whale, man. <laughs> I think it's a whale. Maybe it's a. Actually, let me. Look. I'll look that up later. Uh, okay. but... <laughs> You're like, I gotta know. I have to know right now. <laughs> Somebody in the comments is gonna be like, actually, it was a seal. Well, actually, uh, it was a porpoise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it might have been actually, but uh, <laughs> when he's on the date with Kitka as Bruce Wayne, he sees the bat signal and says, mm, "Of course, how clever." But like, maybe it would give it away, but. It's obviously she doesn't figure out that he's Batman. So that's fine. 
Um, when he's carrying the bomb, at one point he seems to directly run at the band as it's playing towards, because you know he's running after and people are all over the place. So at one point he seems to be running directly at the band, but he does make sure to course correct. So again, that's a very small thing because you know how it is when your adrenaline's rush- rushing and you know it doesn't quite catch up to your brain that you're doing something that isn't productive. So yeah. I feel like that we can let that slide. Um, this one maybe when they bring Penguin to the Batcave because they want to see what his game is when he's trying to pretend to be Commodore Schmidt Lab, they allow <laughs> Penguin to use the water in the Batcave, uh, not knowing that he's going to use the water to uh, rehydrate all of his henchmen uh, and have them pop out. They couldn't have really known that he was going to do that, but it does enable Penguin to, to have kind of the upper hand temporarily. Um and then you could say his plan to make the sub bring go up to the surface is a little risky because, you know, he's having Robin shoot at it uh, with the, the bat charge, uh, and it's causing the submarine to go back and forth, and it could potentially cause all the dehydrated, you know, united world leaders to spill in their little, uh, like, vile things. But mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily know how they're being stored there, and the dehydrated, U- dehydrated UN leaders do not spill from him firing on them. They spill later due to Commodore Schmidt Lab, but that's not because of Batman. So, right. either way, his strategy still worked. The only so maybe the only minus is the water thing with Penguin, and even then, that still ended up working out. <laughs> so, I mean, got a hand to the writers too to be able to, you know, write him this well mm-hmm. with, you know, the the strategy the, the strategy being this good, you know, all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's yeah. a hard thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Wes gets another S. Has he ever gotten anything lower than S? Uh, we might have not given him an S for fighting. Oh yeah, maybe but that's so. a little. <laughs> I mean, the, the competition is a little. <laughs> it's it's not quite uh, fair, right? Considering that you wouldn't have expected really like great fight choreography for uh, something like that. At least when it's not that was not the TV show with Bruce Lee in it. And even then, I haven't seen enough episodes of Green Hornet to even know how good that fighting was. Well, Bruce Lee's in Batman 66, though, right? Yeah, as when Green Hornet crosses over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Kato. Um, I'm sure that fighting was good, but that's him fighting. That's not but that's Adam him fighting, West. Yeah. yeah, that's not the yeah. choreography, yeah. <clears throat> that was when, like, just when martial arts were taking over the world, I think, via Bruce Lee, taking over America, right? So they hadn't quite... I don't know. It just hadn't quite made its way into the rest of, like, you know, pop culture. Yeah, it was mainly just brawling and and boxing for, like, American TV shows. So I wouldn't have expected it to have really been there that much. Uh, Unless Bruce Lee crossed over to the Batman 66 set and started doing the choreography for that. But that didn't happen. So... Uh, yeah, it would have been cool if that happened, but I don't know if yeah. Wes could have could move anywhere near like him. So. No, no, I don't yeah, think so. It's, it's not really. He just didn't have that background, man. Yeah. So uh, that's what we got for Adam West, and then uh, we'll we'll end with Michael Keaton before we go to the break. So uh, we're covering eighty nine returns, and I'll include the Flash in this because they're all played by Keaton in it, and honestly, none of the stuff really changes much of the score i know we've had a lot of dispute in the comments section about whether or not he's a different batman but just like we're seeing all the affleck appearances even from snyder or not snyder under the same thing we'll just be consistent with that no matter what your opinion is on whether or not he's a different interpretation Mm -hmm. uh so 
let's go into it. Uh, so Michael Keaton, his version. Hold on, let me switch over. I didn't even show Adam West. Oh man, what are you doing? Disgrace. Yeah, you did show him, right or no? Am I? I, I I didn't I didn't show him like this. I showed him oh. on the on the tear maker. It was on the tear maker the whole time. Oh my god. Uh, well, here's Adam West. Great right. shot. Love the yellow background. Yeah, that too. Such a good, <laughs> such an upgrade. <laughs> it really, it really is. It's a. I mean, it's honestly a great suit too, except that the bat symbol's just too low. But other than yeah. that, it's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, Keaton. So let's talk about '89. Obviously, he's got his urban legend tactics. He gets shot in the armor and gets back up. Basically, has the tactic of it seeming like he's a creature of the night. Uh, the origin of which I wrote into the Val from the Grave audio story for Nuverse Creative. So check that nice. out. Love uh, how Nuverse you Creative. pepper in the plugs. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Nuverse Creative, <laughs> Batman 89, Val from the Grave. Check it out uh, on YouTube and podcasts. Uh, knows the approach of one of the thugs at Access Chemicals to the point where he can hit him with a back fist without even looking. That's so what you that's need. cool. Yep. Classic. Uh, plans on bringing Vicky back to the Batcave because he knows that she has the film of his true identity uh, and ends up taking it from her. Uses Vicky's serving tray when he's at her apartment as a bulletproof shield and makes himself the target in order to save Vicky in the infamous you want to get nuts scene. <laughs> uh, uses his disappearing act as a strategy against the thug in the bell tower in order to defeat him. May have even let the guy uh, continuously uh, you know, keep punching him in order to sort of lead him to the edge, you know, because it seems like the guy is beating him up, but Batman's backing away, backing backing away until he supposedly falls over, and then when the guy looks over, he uses his legs to bring the guy over the edge. So could have been deliberate, knowing that the armor could take a lot of the blows, mm-hmm. or that he could just take the blows. So that's how I choose to read that part. Uh, let's see, returns. Yeah, probably right. I would say it's right. Yeah. Uh, Batman returns uh, when Selina's in the hostage situation with uh, Branscombe, one of our former guests. Who Branscombe, that, yes. That, uh, yeah, with uh, the clown. He uh, basically just uses the grapnel gun to shoot past the guy and use part of the wall in order to hit him. So that was cool. Uses the, remo- uses the remote uh, control battering when he's surrounded by the Red Triangle Circus Gang. Tricks the strong man with the bomb and blows the guy up. Uh, gets out of Catwoman's whip by throwing the thermite gadget on her arm. Uh, he's the only Batman as well to have some kind of security system or shields on his Batmobile, though it does end up getting hacked. <laughs> he's also the only one who's gotten the Batmobile hacked. So it's kind of, <laughs> maybe it's a wash. Um, this is cool. When Penguin takes over the Batmobile, though, he does think ahead to record Penguin in there so that he can use it against him later on. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and then uses makes the penguins return to the zoo when they've got the missiles strapped to their backs in order to basically use the explosions against Penguin. All right, then let's move to the Flash. Uses gas bombs to get him and the Flashes and Supergirl out of trouble with the guards in Sokovia. Uh, is able to use that one after, after pulling out the tape measure and asking how much they weigh. He does use that explosive device to get all of them up, you know, launching the elevator up to the top so that they can escape. Um... We talked about this, too, on the show, but it does seem like maybe if Barry told him that Kryptonians were powered by the sun, he knew to get Supergirl up to the top of the sun so that she could take out the guards. Because there is that part where he's looking around, it seems like he knows when he brings his fist together that Supergirl is going to come and save the day. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So, that's cool. And then in his second death scene, he uses all those bombs to take down Damek 
able to go toe to toe with a Kryptonian, which is pretty yes, cool. Yes, that was cool. So that's what we got in terms of strategy stuff. Uh, let's go into potential flaws. Um, I think Keaton's going to fare better here than he did on heroism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he does give Vicky Vale the excuse that he's leaving town, but does not account for her verifying with Alfred, which is how she figures out that he's not actually leaving town in 89. So kind of minor, but uh, could have covered his bases maybe, uh, but he didn't really have time. It's not like he could have texted Alfred because uh, it's 89. Uh, mm-hmm. You could argue that his strategy of protecting Vicky in the you want to get nuts scene is flawed because, yes, he does make himself a target. Joker shoots him, but also Joker could have easily done anything he wanted to Vicky right afterwards, like shoot her. So it's kind of arguable on that. But to be fair, it was effective, right? Because he mm-hmm. shot Bruce and then he left and Vicky was fine. So right, right. maybe we'll allow it since we love getting nuts. Uh, <laughs> and then... Somebody, people have brought this up as a criticism of the Batwing, but he's either a terrible shot or he built a bad targeting system into the Batwing because he misses Joker every time when he's shooting with the Batwing stuff. Uh, I feel like that's just uh, intimidation or something. Yeah. Um, when my favorite interpretation of that is from Ian. So Ian Miller is one of our guests who he did the art for, he does the art for the Batman Enigma comic. And he actually wrote the Newverse creative audio drama for Batman 89. And so in the narration, he writes that Batman is deliberately uh, missing when it comes to Joker. Yeah, uh, that's, I think that's kind of how you have to read it. I mean, mm-hmm. other than that, I really think it's just Tim Burton thinks it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Really, too. that's about it. Uh, so let's see. Batman Returns. Uh, this is where Bruce's identity as Batman kind of bleeds over into Bruce Wayne. He kind of uh, outs to Shrek that he doesn't like him, knows the Penguin's a criminal, that he's kind of investigating, nearly outs himself as Batman to Selina and say, I must have mistook me for someone else. But to be fair, it's not like Shrek and Selina figured it out at that point. So uh, again, this is just me kind of reaching to find any possible flaws in order to make this fair. Uh, mm-hmm does forget almost forget his coat as well because he's distracted by selena and doesn't know where his elevator is going but that could just be him putting on an act as bruce wayne and that's also just how hot michelle pfeiffer was so right can't really count that against him really <laughs> uh <laughs> right. the poodle does take the remote control battering and that one red triangle circus sequence he does not really seem to go after it that much but he could be on his way to try to get it before he gets attacked by another clown um he does get tricked by Catwoman's How Could You, I'm a Woman, before she hits him. Um, but to be fair, it's probably the first time he's ever had to fight a woman when he's out there. Uh, and he does kind of get fall for her seduction and get stabbed by her claw. But for the most part, his strategy is pretty good in the Burton films. Mm-hmm. Uh, tries to... <laughs> in The Flash, there's a comedic bit where he tries to hack where Supergirl's held hostage with what seems like a flip phone, <laughs> which The Flash criticizes. But it could be chalked up to him just you know, from the fact that his tech is going to be outdated because he hasn't been Batman for a while. He just came out of retirement. Uh, so there's True. that. Honestly, uh, also, that can be read like <clears throat> he has that flip phone because it can't be traced as easily as a smartphone. That too. Yeah. You know, it's a security measure. I'm mm-hmm. sure he has a smartphone somewhere else, but not all of his phones are like that. I, I don't yeah. know. That's, that's kind of how I read it because it's the whole... Um, paranoid always prepared kind of thing about him yeah i mean i don't even know if that's a real 
like it was actually a flip phone or Barry just called it that too. I'd have to look at that device again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, when they meet that one random Sokovian guy, Batman does try to scare him by randomly flinching. Doesn't seem to work, but I could see it working with someone else. Clearly it would have, otherwise Batman wouldn't have tried that. Um, this got called out on Twitter. <clears throat> I don't know what happened to my voice there. This got called out on Twitter. Um, <laughs> called on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> You're like that uh, uh, pubescent dude on um, Simpsons. <laughs> you order fries, sir? So this is what's happening. So uh, uh, he, when he basically is getting shot down in the Batwing, uh, he tries to kind of kamikaze it into a ship. People criticize this because he already knows that the ship is shielded. And when he does, uh, when he basically says, I'm not going down alone, he does crash the ship into the Kryptonian ship. Uh, and it doesn't really do anything to it. At least we're not seeing that it does anything to it. So it doesn't really do anything against it. He could have used it on other things or other Kryptonians, maybe. But again, we're talking about Kryptonians. So if everything is as sturdy as Superman here, it's kind of tough to take him out. Uh, through that means yeah i think so, i never thought about that but yeah that that wasn't good they're just really trying to find ways to make him die in this movie i think so yeah <laughs> i think the namek uh death was better yeah so uh how do we rank him on this this is this is interesting what do you think's uh, his worst his most egregious error let me look through here right because some of these things are i'm questioning but arguably still worked. Like the apartment mm-hmm. scene with Vicky, you can be like, well, that probably, like, Joker could have easily killed her, but... What, you want to get nuts thing? Still worked. Yeah, you wanted to get nuts, I'm just like, well, technically that shouldn't have worked, but it did. <laughs> so... Nah, I, uh, I did, it did work, so you, you yeah. can't... That's, that's him uh, reading the room, dude. Yeah. You know, uh, a, uh, acting on the fly. He's, and you, you could know. say that he knew that Joker shooting him, Joker... Yeah, no, would sort of know that people would hear the gunshot and, you know, people would call the police and the police would be on their way. Maybe it would have helped if they there were sirens or something at the end of that scene to make that part of, if we're really going to go deep into it. But I didn't really thought that much about it. Um, I think that, I like that. That scene's cool. I, that works for me. Yeah. I don't think that's a It is iconic. It is iconic. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's iconic. It, I'm just thinking of it from this lens, you know? Uh, yeah. Just like, obviously, I'm a Keaton fan, but I had to look at it through the heroism lens when it came to that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If he had the most egregious, maybe the stuff about getting distracted by Catwoman, but that's kind of understandable since he's human. That's the thing. They you know? they write him like, uh, you know, <clears throat> he's invincible except when it comes to women. You know, like, that's kind of how yeah. they're writing him in, the, in, the, in Batman Returns, so... You know, I don't know. It's it's not a big deal. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I maybe give him a B B plus or something. Yeah, he's in the B B him, range. Let's give him a B plus. Higher than Lowry. Not as close as West. Uh, yeah. On this, it is funny because like he is distracted by Catwoman, and then you get to Robert Pattinson, who just basically slams Zoe Kravitz into a table in the first meeting. He doesn't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm too grunge to give a fuck about this yeah. bitch right now. <laughs> so uh, this is what we got so far in the rankings. Before we go to the break, we've got uh, everybody's pretty good, actually. You know, like Lewis yeah. Wilson at the bottom of the B tier, uh, then Robert Lowry, then Michael Keaton at the top of the B tier, and then Adam West at S as the world's greatest strategist. So we'll see okay. where all the other guys rank. 
after the break. All right, everyone, we have November announcements. And uh, since he was part of the episode we're recording, Tim Maxwell is here from Nuverse Creative. So uh, Tim and I have a few collaborations that I want to tell you guys about, some of which you may have already heard. Uh, they, these were definitely um, produced very quickly to the point where they were, I didn't have anything uh, in last month's announcements for these. So I'm making up for that this month. Uh, so we have three to talk about. One is Batman Forever, Night of the Reaper. Uh, and that is an adaptation of the Dennis O'Neill, Neil Adams story, but set in the world of Batman Forever. Uh, which has been really cool. So uh, anything else to add on that, Tim? Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan, or I, th I think the whole Val Kilmer Batman and even George Clooney, it's very it's very nostalgic for me and I think for a lot of people. And so I think it's cool that we've written or you've written a story and put it in that world. And we could just imagine uh, a little bit more of the, the stories and what, what could have happened you know, with nice. Val Kilmer's Batman. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll we'll dive more into it in the future. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this one is Batman 89, A Vow from the Grave, another adaptation of the 1970s story, but this time for Keaton's Batman. As you can see from the uh, thumbnail that Tim did, this is the blue and gray suit that you see in the vault in The Flash. And if you're a believer that uh, the Batman in The Flash is different from the Burton Batman, then you can use this as an explanation for the Iron Winch suit in the Kenner toys. So it's up to you on uh, on that. But uh, we uh, we I, I did think it would be cool to have different audios that cover each of the suits. So the original first appearance suit we did with Case of the Chemical Syndicate. This one, Val from the Grave, uh, considering that that suit looks very much like the Neil Adams style Batman suit. So uh, anything else on this one? Yeah, I was going to say I we had a or I had a comment recently where I think someone made the request that we make a story or an audio drama or audio story for every or for each of the suits that Keaton has mm -hmm. um, in that vault, which I think would be pretty neat, which was actually something I remember when I was a kid and getting all the different action figures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me that that those suits weren't in the movie. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, I don't remember seeing him in a yellow suit. Like, <laughs> I, like, like. Like, I love the toy, but I don't remember this from the movie. And so I think fast forward to now, it, it's cool that we can either come up with stories or use stories to put in that world that would validate or or give a reason for that suit. And so I think that's mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah. That, that is a good point, too. There's not just... Because, like, after, after this one, those are the first two suits. And then, obviously, you got the 89 return suit and the one from The Flash. And then there's kind of just mm -hmm. two left that are in that vault. Uh, but then there's all the Ketter variations. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of possible stories here. Yeah, it's endless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the next one is set in the Dark Knight universe. This is the Dark Knight Fears. This is an adaptation of the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale story from the Haunted Knight collection where Christian Bale's Batman in this one is fighting, you know, he's in a rematch with Killian Murphy's Scarecrow set during the Halloween you know, that happens after or in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. So uh, really, really enjoyed working on, on this one as well. I mean, I, I liked working on all of these, but this was one where it was kind of fun to, I mean, it's my first one writing in that world, you know, because I've written a bunch of the Keaton ones that um, mm -hmm. uh, some of the, you know, the, the Nolan style is, is actually very fun to, to try to write or, or try to capture. Uh, and the way that uh, the, the different Bruce's talk 
uh, I'll talk about this in the episode, um, it, it becomes a little bit more apparent when you have to do something like this, where each Batman is narrating each story. It's been really fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and huge props, and thanks to you for writing these. Uh, I think they're fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot more to come. But those sure. are the three that will have been announced or will have been released by the time that uh, this episode comes out. All right, over to Andrew. Woo, all right, everybody talk, check out uh, Gaming Gaiden. That's my other podcast. It's about video games. Uh, Gaiden is spelled G-A-I-D-E-N, Gaming Gaiden. We're on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening app. And uh, it's a lot of, like, retro gaming, 90s gaming, and uh, also uh, Japanese translation of video games and that whole world. So, uh, And also, if you grew up reading Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine. There's stuff for you in there as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, Gaming Guide and check it out. Uh, probably best on YouTube, but it's good anywhere. Gotcha. And uh, moving on to the next one. Metal Force. So go to www.metalforce.ninja. That's the website for the project that I'm doing now. And it's basically R-rated Power Rangers meet Stranger Things. And it's a it's like a bloody horror movie that I'm working on. And we just finished our Kickstarter, but I'm announcing now that we're going to run a Seed and Spark crowdfunding mm. uh, page again because the Kickstarter was run during the strike and not many people could do it, et cetera, et cetera. So first month or two uh, in... Um, in 2024, we'll run a seed and spark for people that couldn't make it then, and then we'll get to shooting after that. So, uh, yeah, please check out MetalForce.Ninja for all the details. Nice. And then, uh, finally, last but certainly not least, in fact, probably the most important, is our monthly charity uh, promotion, and uh, this is for... Uh, the month of November is the month of Thanksgiving, and it's known for uh, having plenty of food, but unfortunately not everybody in the world gets to experience that. So uh, for that, we uh, are promoting No Kid Hungry, which is uh, a way for you to donate and support the work in food banks, schools, and, and other places where children can be provided with, with food and, and meals and, and uh, not go hungry, as the, as the title says. So go to nokidhungry.org donate there again these charity drives we don't get anything out of them we just randomly pick them because we think if you're a fan <laughs> of superheroes you should also be a fan of uh helping others yes that's part of the whole vibe here so yeah that's awesome ben i actually wasn't aware till we got to, usually we discuss but I, no problem no problem this is awesome pick i do love this perfect for thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh, so. so so yeah please go to no kid no kid and with that, those are the announcements. Thanks, everyone. Well, you catch more flies with honey. If you like catching flies, that is, you stupid fuck. <laughs> and we're back to discuss the rest of the Batman and how they rank with strategy. So, once again, to sort of uh, recap here, what we got are... Uh, Adam West at the top at S, and then everyone else is at B tier so far with the serial guys under Michael Keaton. So let's see where we got with the Schumacher versions. Mm -hmm. Starting with Val Kilmer. 
All right. So he's got nipples Stare on his chest. Stare into my nipples of the future. S <laughs> tier. <laughs> I think that's that's from a really really big man. I think no, Powdered Toast Man maybe on Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy or something. <laughs> anyway, or really really big man from uh, Rocco's Modern Life. But anyway, let's continue. Uh, so let's look at the different times he's out out fought his opponents. So uh, he only has one movie. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Adam West I only evaluated based off of his one movie. Uh, rather than all the TV show episodes, because otherwise we'd be here all day. Uh, but let's that go is off true. What we got it's here. quite a lot uh, to deal with there. So he does trick the thugs in the beginning by making it seem like there's an empty elevator, but he's really at the top and takes them down, uh, uses the guard's hearing aid in order to get them out of the safe when they're held hostage there, uh, and is able to use the grappling hooks to return the safe back into the hole without damaging any property or harming, <laughs> nor harming the guard inside which or outside, which is... You know, obviously, you know, comic book movie physics, but shows how much of a pro Kilmer's Batman is. Yes. Uh, when he wants to have Dick Grayson stay in Gotham so that he doesn't go off and try to get himself killed, he entices Dick by showing him the bikes in his garage. Uh, he's very good at enticing Dick. Entices Dick with all of his ho- <laughs> with his hog. <laughs> yes. Uh, God, and then, uh, That's a gift that keeps on giving until the day we die. Uh, yeah, we're be laughing <laughs> at that does... stupid joke. <laughs> uh, so, other than enticing Dick, uh, he does outwit to outwit out Dick, outwit uh, Two Face in the yeah. car chase. He outdicks Chase Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes, he outwits uh, Two Face in the car chase by going up the building, uh, much to, to the dismay of. Uh, Screenwriter Janet Bachelor, who told us, like, excuse me, how does he get down? Because <laughs> she did not put that in the original script. You get the parachute on the car, of course. <laughs> Clearly, yes. That's easy. Uh, somehow gets his Batmobile off the building rooftops, so that's another bonus. Um, then figures out how to save both Chase and Robin at the end with the uh, with his uh, you know bat bolos and stuff. So that's cool. Let's go bat into potential bolo. minuses. You ever used a bolo of any sort? I haven't. Me Have either. You? No. Mm. <laughs> I think maybe we should cool do it. As, we should do. Maybe we'll do a video series. That's not a podcast thing, but of us trying different, different real life versions. <laughs> that's of maybe our, our our TikTok series at some point. <laughs> That'd be yeah, kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, more later on that. I just literally uh, just thought of it. So let's see. Potential minuses. When he's in the office with Chase Meridian, he does ask her what she sees in bats when he should have recognized that that's a Rorschach and he just gave away to Chase that he's got bats on his mind. So potentially, <laughs> it's a very small minus. Um, at the circus, Two-Face says that, you know, if Batman doesn't come forward, that he'll kill everybody. So Bruce Wayne does yell, I'm Batman, which is probably not the best strategy, but he is trying to save people. So I think I can give him a sl- some slack. Most there. immediate thing he can do. Yeah. Kilmer's Bruce is more concerned with saving people than he is with his secret identity. So I think heroism outright outweighs secret identity here. As it should. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe his biggest minus is that he goes into investigation. He cares too much. He's, he cares too much. Sorry, he's go too ahead. compassionate of, of Batman. Uh, I forgot where he ranked in heroism uh, on our thing, but uh, I, too. I think he did pretty well. Uh, Probably, so yeah. he does not account for the box 
getting turned back on when he goes to investigate at the party, which I think is something we've talked about before, right? He goes to investigate it, he goes inside, but then Drew Barrymore turns it back on, and, uh, you know, he ends up getting his brainwave sucked out, and Nigma figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Uh, he thinks it's safe because he has her disable part of it, you know, and gives her, she gives him, like, the vile thing that powers it, but he can't, he doesn't account for the fact that she has her own spare that she uses to plug back in. Could he have known that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But it was a risk. But he also should have investigated too. So it's it's a risk that obviously bit him in the ass. But for what he knew at the time, you can't really blame him that much. Yeah. Um, when he does do the shot of uh, where he emerges from the flame, uh, he kind of just stands there. <laughs> and Two-Face is just like, why can't you just die? And he shoots him down. He could have gone for Two-Face at that point so that Two-Face didn't have the opportunity. He would have been dead there if it weren't for Robin. So, oh, they they needed... That's when he walked... When the, the guy's on fire, right? When he when emerges Batman's from the flames fire. and stuff and he's standing there, right? Like That's when that's the, bachelor cool said, the Bachelor said that Schumacher said, I need Batman on fire. Right. right. I remember Which this cool. part of the conversation. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think... I mean, in a, if... In a universe where this is all real and Batman is heroic, like super heroic, he uh, and a strategist, he yeah. would probably run towards the villain while on fire, which is an awesome, yeah, uh, visual. But I think that's also a it was a budget, it's a kind of a budget thing slash safety thing, maybe man. Like, like well, you a, need to face a guy to running him out for the story too. Yeah, you need him to take him out. You need you need to extinguish that fire on that stunt actor quickly. <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't think he's quite on fire. He's just emerged from the flames at that, that point. At least there's fire on the, the suit, though, the right? Or no, there's no fire it's on behind the suit. Him. It's What's behind, behind him. him. Oh, I thought at he was point. on fire a little bit. His suit, anyway. Um, all right. I was thinking maybe he's on fire a little bit. God, if you ran towards Two Face, that would have been kind of cool. Anyway. Yeah. So he just so, he just stands there after emerging from the fire, but he's just emerging. He's, he's getting his wits he had about some him. time. He had some time, maybe, but these last two are like potential minuses, but they're very small, uh, especially compared to what we've seen before. You know, like I mean, when, when you're emerging from fiery rubble, dude, I think I don't know. I give I give <laughs> you, you a, a couple, yeah. couple, uh, you know, microseconds of 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 leeway there. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree. Again, a lot of this is me. Trying to, especially when flaws, sometimes there are ones that actually are there. Other times I'm just like, well, if we think from a strategic standpoint, maybe that wasn't the best idea. Yeah. So, I what's, what's his worst one? I, well. I need the I need to hear the worst one again. In your opinion. Uh, going into, and again, this we might give him some slack for this. So going into the box during the uh-huh. party where he ends yeah. up getting the brainwave sucked because he thought it was safe to go in because he saw Drew Barrymore take the thing. She's like, you know, this thing just has an off switch, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. But um, he couldn't have known that she had a spare thing to plug in because he thought that he had completely, like, decommissioned it, you know? Like, she gives him the vial that po- powers it. He thinks the battery's out. It's not going to work. But she has a secret one that she puts in. He couldn't what's have really his, known that, though. What's his best one? What's his best His merit? best one is Enticing Dick. No, probably... Uh, <laughs> As always. Well, we know that. <laughs> uh, I'd say... <laughs> I'd say the way he gets out of the safe. Because 
This is... I might be wrong on this. Correct me in the comments. This might be the last time we've seen Batman get out of a death trap in live action. Mm, that's interesting. Right? Because I don't think... People might really say that hole in Dark Knight Rises, maybe. It's a type of death trap. But it's not exactly yeah, the same. It's not the same. It's, it's not that's the, true. Yeah. It, I'm it's being not, pedantic. It's not quite the same, yeah. Yeah. I'm being a little pedantic um, just to just to clear us of a few comments. He uses the guard's hearing aid to get out, uh, to get out of it, and he uses all the grappling hooks to return the safe and save the guard there. He also saves both Chase and Robin, but I think the opening is more impressive. I have a score in mind, but I want you to go first. Go ahead. I think I'll give him an A minus. That was gonna give him an A too. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. All right. So Kilmer. <laughs> It's an A. Uh, Forever's pretty fucking good overall, dude. With the characterization, it's... I'm telling you, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Forever actually has a better Batman. Like the Schumacher stuff gets a ton of shit, but the way that Batman was characterized is pretty fucking solid. Bro, it is like it just got grouped in with Batman and Robin because of the nipples, same director, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's fucking really solid. And if we ever get that goddamn. Schumacher, Schumacher cut. cut, then we're mm-hmm. really cooking with gas. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So uh, Kilmer fares pretty well. What about his successor? Again, right now everybody's fared pretty well, so let's see what happens. <clears throat> let's jump to Clooney, Mr. Bobblehead himself. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bobblehead Clooney, dude. This suit fucking he sucks. Al- he also did it at the end of The Flash. <laughs> He's just like... Bro, when he looks at him, well, that's just him leaning in, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. He's I, I totally him leaning in. I think that's yeah. cool. The way that, oh God, I know. I, I just we're seeing the suits back to back again. It's it's like the Lewis Wilson Robert Lowry thing, right? Yeah, it's like look, this suit's not perfect, but it's, it's pretty good. Also, I gotta say, the yellowish orange in the back of the bat symbol is awesome. I it's think. awesome, yeah. yeah. And then this symbol is just there. That symbol sucks. I I not a fan of the cowl going into the goddamn symbol. I think that looks like shit. I don't doesn't go in there, does it? It goes. Let me look at my Funko. I think it might. Does it? It, it might, just, but it's not. It, it's not as apparent. Like it's it, more it looks pronounced than, than the other one. Well, yeah, this, this one. Looks like, this he's just like got ass. like a fucking yeah. He's got like a square thing that goes right into it. I don't like that shit, dude. And like we've talked about this before, like sometimes they have, especially Superman, they have the cape going into the S symbol mm-hmm. instead of come from the shoulders. Yeah. Like, dude, <clears throat> the symbol more or less needs to be free floating on the chest, dude. Like, I don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't like. I don't like that when it's like shit going inside it. This is interesting because I think it depends on the execution. Because technically, that's Keaton's, right? Because you can I see guess, it here; it goes yeah. into it. But the way that they made it look. It's it's fine. It looks great. It looks but be- it does yeah, I think it's because it's surrounding it a little more, I mm-hmm. think, so it looks more fluid. But yeah. fucking Clooney's dude, it's just like <laughs> God, it's just like too and the protruding part out from that, I don't know, it just looks yeah. it looks like ass to me. Yeah. It's funny I hadn't really thought that much about that specific part between his neck and the symbol until you pointed it out. And I'm just like, it's- Yeah, that does look pretty pretty bad. I just, I'm just not personally a fan of that. You know, nipples mm-hmm. aside, we all talked about that for 30 years. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's keep going. Strategy, strategy, strategy. <clears throat> all right, strategy. So Clooney comes up with a plan to trap Mr. Freeze with the Wayne Diamonds. 
uh, also comes up with a plan to trick Poison Ivy by having Robin wear rubber lips and get info on <laughs> Freeze's telescope. Uh, you just have some uh, fake lips of mine, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just already have them, huh? I still love the original script was the Mission Impossible thing where he was in disguise as Robin. Honestly, it might be better in some ways, but anyway. <laughs> be, yeah. Um, it's just like, when'd you get the copy of my lips there? <laughs> There's a robot chicken there somewhere, dude. Like, <laughs> Alfred, prepare the rubber dick lips. <laughs> yes. So. I'm just getting his lips uh, copied while he sleeps. <laughs> Uh, let's see, he ha- he's the one who has the idea to thaw out the city by relaying the sunlight. And when the telescope is taken out, he has the idea of having the satellites uh, sort of rerouted to thaw the city out directly. <clears throat> so he I helped like save that. the day. I yeah. like that. Uh, and he knew to record Poison Ivy's confession that she had been the one to try to kill Nora. Uh, and he also saves Nora Freeze in order to uh, not only just save her life, not only save her life, but also get Mr. Freeze on his side and mm-hmm. get the cure McGregor syndrome um, stage one, which he then uses in order to save Alfred. So pretty good. Uh, flaws, I gotta say, not great at fighting strategy. <clears throat> we did not rank Clooney very well as a great fighter. He tries to jump in and kick Mr. Freeze in the beginning and just bounces off of his armor, which he should have known was the case because look at Mr. Freeze. He's just clad head to toe in fucking metal. I don't know why he thought he could just jump kick him. Let me just punch that steel <laughs> real quick. Um, at look, one point, it looks like he tries to choke him out, too, even though his neck is protected by armor. So, oh. Yeah, it's terrible. <clears throat> um, he does follow Mr. Freeze into the rocket, but doesn't seem to have much of a strategy in stopping him. And unlike Kilmer, he needs Robin to get him out to escape because his hands are frozen does not really show any signs of being an escape artist. Whereas I feel like if that were Kilmer, he would have figured something out uh, based off of what we saw in the bank vault in Forever. Right. Um, This is due to scenes being cut, but it seems like Batman, Robin, and Batgirl are in such a hurry to stop Mr. Freeze, who's freezing the city, that they change outfits (laughs) and change into different suits before they go out. Oh, it obviously it's explained in deleted material that it's meant to be suits that are resistant to the cold, to the cold. So that's why, but that's not in the movie. So we can't really count that. It just kind of comes off as just like Mr. Freeze is destroying the city. Let's change outfits. So, right. Uh, so minuses on this one, pretty good with the pluses minuses though. It's kind of hard for me to pick one that is, I guess the, the outfit one isn't that bad of a thing because it was supposed to be explained. The fighting one, even when your adrenaline's up, you would feel like Batman would kind of know, like, hey, I can't do X, Y, and Z because he's got the metal, so I have to adapt and go for weaknesses, yeah. which he never really does. They wanted silly Adam West action, but it was too much. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's also kind of on a scale, right? Because he does have pluses. It's not like he's, you know, I don't think he's world's greatest dumbass. Um, nah. but he seems like it in comparison to everyone else because it seems like a more egregious <laughs> error than everyone else's stuff that we've covered so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, in terms of where to I put him, know. it's between give B and C, a, I think. Yeah, let's us. just give him a C. Yeah. All right. Let's put him there under Lewis Wilson. So not great with strategy, who is much better as a detective and with heroism. 
All right, yeah. let's go into the more modern guys with Christian Bale. There's a lot here, because this is uh, the first time where, because I didn't count uh, I didn't count Adam West's uh, TV show, and Keaton was not the main character in The Flash. Some would argue he's not ever the main character, but he was definitely not the main character in The Flash. So uh, <laughs> Bale <laughs> is in three movies that has a lot of shit. So let's go by bit by bit. There's a lot of pluses here. Uh, so he steals from himself when he's training, even before he's Batman. Uh, so he steals from himself. So it's not technically a crime while he's learning to be a criminal. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. He outthinks Ra's al Ghul twice uh, in this movie, which is great because he knows that he can't defeat Ra's al Ghul in hand-to-hand combat. I know some people are just like, he's a great fighter because he defeated Ra's al Ghul. Dude never defeated Ra's al Ghul in a fight. He always lost to him. He always had to outthink him. Right. Uh, so he outthinks Ra's al Ghul during the training exercise by cutting the other League of Shadows members. Um, we've had debates on him setting the monastery on fire, but you can't argue that it was a good strategy to at least get out of having to kill the dude. They're the so. top trained... Again, I'm going to say yeah. this again for fucking everybody. They're the Please. top trained yeah. ninjas in the fucking world in this story. What yeah. is... One of the number one things in a ninja repertoire, the art of escape. They could escape. It's I fine. Think the easiest way that Nolan could have gotten around it is just not show the guys getting blown up. Just you Don't, just see them flee uh, yeah. and then the place blows up and then it's up to you to determine whether or not anyone actually died. A you couple know guys that, died. All right, you, we'll give it you to you. You know them. people survived because they showed up later on in the third act. So it's not like all the League of Assassins or League of Shadows in this case got killed because they show up. And they show up how, in the Dark Knight Rises too. How how many of them died? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but um, I guess there is that shot. It does kind of ruin it. But I, I I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. I don't know. <laughs> Most of them escaped. Maybe maybe yeah. I'll come around on it, especially because well, the internet's going to hound me if I don't. But some some have argued that the guy he was trying to protect or get out of killing probably died out of that because the guy's hands were bound. But uh, that was bad. We don't know for sure. Um, That's like it seems like they planned like an awesome, uh, you know, action sequence mm-hmm. at the monastery, yeah. but they didn't know quite how to get there. Like they yeah. know they wanted to blow it up. But they have, you know, they the way they get to blowing it up is, you know, uh, him like killing a few ninjas. <laughs> right. Uh, so he does use his fear gas on Crane as an interrogation technique, uh, which is we thought was always awesome. Uh, uses bats to cover as cover to get him out of Arkham. Prepares the antidote for mass production against the fear gas using Gordon, Rachel, and Lucius's help. Figures out that Roz is targeting the central hub at Wayne Tower and defeats Roz on the train by outthinking him, using Gordon to blow up part of the bridge. Uh, also outwits Mr. Earl and buying his own company back. So, pretty good for rookie Batman. Uh, the Dark Knight knows how to pounce on Scarecrow, who's trying to get out of, basically get away in the van, by pouncing from the parking garage, timing it perfectly. Uh, helps Gordon track the mob with irradiated bills. Call back to Robert Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, plans out how to extradite Lau by using Lucius Fox as the plant, putting the cell phone to cut off all the communications there. Uh, has electricity in his cowl to prevent him from getting unmasked by the Joker, uh, or Joker's man. Uh, strategically saves Mr. Reese by crashing his car. 
uh, into That's it and favorite. protecting his identity. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, like again, it is some good. Of my, some of my favorite uh, moments in the Dark Knight are ones that people do not list. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's good. It's a good scene. It's it's a great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. Builds the cell phone surveillance device and rescues the hostages and stops the cops from killing the wrong people without a single life lost. Again, one of my other favorites. Um, Dark Knight Rises deliberately goes to the hospital where Gordon is staying and recovering from injuries from Bane so that he can see, so that Bruce can see him. Has a good escape strategy to escape from the cops in the car chase, uh, or really the, the Batpod case in this case. Uh, has the clean slate in advance to keep it out of the wrong hands strategizes by getting captured when he returns to Gotham so that he and Catwoman can get Lucius Fox out and get his equipment. Strategizes in blocking the signal to prevent Bane from blowing up the city. Uh, defeats Bane by going up against his mask and severing the connection so that he can't get the anesthetic. Uh, sends the missiles against him into one of the tumblers. Uh, fixes the autopilot on the bat on his own and escapes from the bat before it detonates and fakes his death. So... Pretty cool, good displays of strategy, um, even more displays, I would say, than some of his predecessors. Let's go into minuses. So this has been tough for me because he has such so many pluses, but the minuses I can't ignore. So in Begins, he's not quite the best at thinking about how to avoid suspicion yet. Maybe it's because he's a rookie, but, you know, the part where he's talking to Lucius, he kind of just lies about the whole spelunking thing, which is sort of a shitty lie and it comes off as one. Uh, needs Alfred to tell him to order large quantities uh, of the bat cowl in order to avert suspicion, and kind of needs Alfred to tell him to take on the Playboy persona. You could argue that it's his obsession about being Batman that prevents him from thinking about these things, but this version already seems determined to have a separate identity from the beginning as he tells Alfred on the plane. Uh, Thinks about uh, being a bat, after he gets swarmed by the bats in the bat cave, but then doesn't think to get wings for the memory cloth until he fucks up jumping across the roof after talking to Gordon. Uh, <clears throat> and then last thing is doesn't really, I don't really think it's that smart for Batman to pass his tech to a kid in the narrows. It was kind of a nice, cute heroic moment, but it might bite him in the yeah. ass later, especially yeah, when sure. that kid turns out to be King Joffrey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, the Dark Knight. Okay, this is one of the things that drove me fucking nuts because we know my stance on the Dark Knight suit. Uh, <clears throat> but they tried to put an in-universe explanation that reflected the real world, except it kind of ruins Batman as a strategist because Lucius is like, you need to learn to turn your head. But I'm just like, wait, this guy's been Batman for a year and now he's figuring out he needs to turn his head? I just he didn't couldn't have that, figured that out the first time. I didn't need that meta moment also. Yeah. Like, just... Most people like I think about my mom and all, like everybody like that. Like they don't know what they're even talking about, dude. It's not a point that needs to be made. No, no. Like again, some because pe- again, people were just like, oh, they actually explained the suit change, and I'm just like, you ate up screen time that didn't need to be eaten up. You could have just. I mean, again, I'm not a fan of the suit, but he could have just shown up in the new suit because that's what happens between every superhero movie is that they show up in another yeah. suit because they want to sell more toys. It's fine. Batman's gonna upgrade yeah. his gear. You don't need much more of an explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So he does have an al- try to set aside an alibi before going to Hong Kong by having basically taking all the ballerinas on a boat, which is cool. It makes sense because he's he's famous for you know everyone thinks he's doing this. They don't think that he's over in Hong Kong. I don't think it quite works though because everyone sees him leave the boat, so <laughs> none of the ballerinas can really say that he was there with them the whole time. 
Uh, that is then, true. But they don't know what he's going to do, though, right? They don't know what he's going to do. But if anyone asked, they'd be like, well, he did disappear for like three days. <laughs> you know? Um, I guess so. Um, I, you know, they don't, but they don't know he's going to Hong Kong or whatever. They don't know he's going to Hong Kong, but they know he's not there because everyone sees him leave. He doesn't sneak out in the middle of the night. He should have like, done that. They see him leave. Yeah, should have done that. I don't know why they didn't do a uh, night, night shoot on that one. That would have been an easy when, fix. When he is in Hong Kong, supposedly incognito, he's just wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I don't think uh, it's gonna get an S, dude. Yeah, which is tough because he has such he has so many S tier moments with strategy. Yeah, you know, like the way that he defeats Ra's al Ghul is still, I think, one of the best displays of strategy or Batman outthinking the main villain uh, yeah. in the third act. Yeah, but we've got all this other stuff. Um, this one I might let slide because again, secret identity is not the priority when it comes to saving lives. But he did. People do see him escape into that danger room. Thing for him to change into being Batman. But again, protecting the guests is more important at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, refuses to kill Joker, which is good on the street, but then crashes his own bat cycle and knocks himself unconscious. Feels like he could have just stopped the bat pot or something. Doesn't seem like a great strategy. He knocked himself the fuck out at that point. If Gordon yeah. wasn't around, he, you know, they would have found something to do with him. Uh, and then fighting strategy-wise, his idea of defusing Two-Face's hostage situation at the end is to get himself shot and then tackle both Harvey and the kid off the building, leading to Harvey's death. He does That's save a, the kid, but... It's maybe the most egregious. It feels like you couldn't have thought of anything else. You don't have any batterings that you could have thrown at Harvey. Right. You know? Like, maybe he could have thrown the, the batarang, he he lets go of the kid, and then he accidentally falls off the rooftop or something. Like, it still would have had the same result, but it would have seemed smarter. Just the idea of you're going to tackle all these people into a more dangerous situation, even more precarious, Yeah, always felt weird to me. Uh, all right, so let's go to The Dark Knight Rises. Uh this is more of a, maybe more of a heroism thing, but he kind of just lets his company die out by ignoring it. To be <laughs> fair, I mean, yes, he's retired as Batman, but he's also retired as Bruce Wayne for some reason uh, in this. I know mean, oh, it's explained that he's depressed over Rachel's death, but it's been eight years. Um, <laughs> he ends up trusting Miranda Tate in taking over Wayne Enterprises when he barely knows her. He does not sleep with her yet. So maybe if... <laughs> maybe... Maybe you could explain it where like he wanted to to sleep with her. That was his way to do it. So from a strategy perspective, that's a plus because it worked. But Strat- uh, strategy for getting into her shorts. Um, but okay, he does literally hand his company to the main villain. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, also, that wasn't good. It's all. It's again like the his um, you know, weakness his weakness is, is women. Is women, yeah, yeah. Um. Along those lines, he doesn't consider that Selena Kyle, known cat thief, known criminal, is going to trap him and leading him to Bane. Uh, and so she does trap him, and that's how he gets his back broken. And then when he comes back, he trusts her again, mainly because he sees her rescue a child, and then he decides that, oh, you know, you must be a good person. She also doesn't he even might apologize. Have, he, might, he might be dropping lower than A at this point for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> somebody pointed this out, but... Uh, Look, he might not have known that Bane's mask had the anesthetic, but 
you could at least make a strategic guess that it's there for some sort of purpose. Yeah, for, do it in the first fight, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or try to go for it just to see or something. Uh, <clears throat> main strategy against Bane is to try to beat him when he first faces off against him rather than try to outthink him. So notice how like he just kind of angrily tries to fight him the whole time. He couldn't even beat Ra's al Ghul. So like, you don't have the same excuse as in Nightfall where Batman's worn down by all the other Arkham inmates and Bane shows up when Bruce is tired as fuck and not even in the suit. Um, he only really tries his gadgets twice on Bane. The main thing that seemed smart was he turned off the lights, but he kind of did it way too late. And then the How It Should Have Ended guys pointed out that Batman does reveal that he has tranquilizer darts later on in the movie. So he could have tried to use a million of those on Bane at that point. Yeah, it's true. I I think that they... Uh, I mean, the overall way I read that first fight with Bane mm-hmm. was his anger had led to hubris yeah. in, a, in a sense, right? He mm-hmm. uh, was blinded by his own anger and just wanted to beat a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh with his with his bare hand. Well, with his gloved hand. With his gloved hand, yeah. So and But it's not his great strategy because it's like it's, 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 it's a bad huge. It blinded yeah. it blinded him from actual good strategy. So Yeah. Uh Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was not great. I think that but I think there was I could see what they were trying to go for yeah, with that yeah. first scene cuz he's yelling <clears throat> and screaming and Yeah, and Bane's in control that for that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of emotional thing behind it. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, but yeah, strategy wise is not it's not that good. In the comics it would have he probably just would have like, you know, use a blowgun. You know, <laughs> I don't know what he would have done with, you know, with the tranquilizers, you know, or do something mm-hmm. with that. Or he would try to use them and Bane's just like, "Oh, you think those work on me?" and he just pulls them out and then the fight continues. Back. That would have been Fuck. sick actually. Yeah. Yes. Um your syringes betray you, Mr. Wade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Batman, this is famously criticized with the whole, like, he comes back and he has the fire bat. And people are just like, okay, he spent more time putting the gasoline <laughs> there than he was saving people. But another thing, another way you could argue that, this that is begins, that. Right? That begins, right? That was Batman Begins? Uh, this is Dark Knight Rises. Or Dark Knight Rises. Oh, my when God. When he comes back to Gotham after They did that the- in that in 2013 or whatever. Uh, in 2012, yeah. 2012 seems like a little outdated, right? Because you already had the yeah. Crow, Daredevil, 2020, two, 2003, um, early 2000s. Punisher, like every, every fucking movie yeah. was doing it, right? Tom the, Jane Punisher in 2004 does that. Uh, like we don't need that again, else. bro. 2013 is way late for that. Yeah, and also, right from a strategic standpoint, what does he gain by tipping off Bane that he's back? Because he could have just saved the day and surprised Bane, like, the next day. It's a Hollywood machine, man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. After he stabbed by Talia, he kind of gives up here. Doesn't really fight back against Bane. If Selina hadn't shown up, Bane would have for sure killed him. Uh, also, his way of stopping a truck with a nuclear bomb at it is to shoot the fuck out of it. <laughs> and cause it to crash with Gordon in the back. Uh, oh my God, I'm not that... saying I'm not saying that uh, I have a better idea. I'm, but I am saying that Batman probably should have a better idea. <laughs> yeah, shooting a fucking nuke? Are you kidding me? So, dude, we're dropping lower than B now. 
<sighs> yeah. If you're shooting at nukes, I don't know, man. Yeah, what, I can't. I can't rank you very highly. Yeah, it's worse so... than the radium gun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Goyer did tough, watch right? those. It it is it is tough because he again he has S tier strategic moments. I have to give him that, but it's like he he falls a lot due to the minuses. So he went from S going down through it. I'm giving him a C. Yeah, I think maybe a C, dude. All right, he so sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to just call ranked highly in other stuff. I think I want to say everybody sucks today. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, well, let's go. We got two more guys to go. All right, uh, Ben Affleck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, oh, Ben yeah, Affleck. That guy. Yeah, this Look guy. At that suit. Right. God damn. That's the cow doesn't suit. go into that symbol. <laughs> See again, right? Look, that fucking shit stops before the goddamn ears. Mm-hmm. See that? That's, That's how, how you do it. Should it. be. Yeah. Okay, let's go into pluses from across the Snyder films. To be fair, I mean, I didn't find a lot of strategic stuff in general with it. I think just the intelligence of Batman was not really what, uh, maybe that just wasn't what was important um, at the time. I just couldn't find a lot. But You couldn't find a lot about his strategy. Well, let's, let's see. So he does know enough strategy to tell the fighter because uh, he's in that fight club thing. He did have a bat crab vehicle. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> so I don't know what for. <laughs> so PBS, PBS, he tells the strategy to the fighter on how to beat the other guy, and the guy wins. So clearly he knows fighting strategy, as we've seen in his fights. So it's not like he doesn't have well, any strategy. Yeah. Um, when he does have the fight with Superman, he booby traps the area to prep for the fight with Superman and is able to lure Superman towards the kryptonite spear that he had planted earlier. So, pretty good. He does strategize luring Doomsday to, the, to an abandoned area so that they can use the Kryptonite Spear against it. You know what? I take back what I said. That is pretty good, uh, yeah. actually. So, I guess the, I guess what he has are not a lot of uh, instances, but the instances that he has are pretty strong. Uh, in the Justice League movies, both the Snyder Cut and the theatrical cut, uh, he does seem to be the one to figure out uh, taking the mother box and Superman's body to the Kryptonian ship will resurrect him. And he does figure out in the Snyder Cut that Se- Steppenwolf's defensive dome has a flaw in it and that if you take out the tower, the dome will fall. And so he strategizes uh, that that's how they'll do it. And he also knows that at some point Flash will run the fastest he's gone in order to send Victor into the mother box. So he does strategize the the plan for the end. And he is okay. prepared in both versions with the Batmobile inside the Flying Fox vehicle. Uh, and then for the Flash, obviously he's not in that much of it, but there is a cool moment where he is able to use one of his gadgets to reroute uh, the criminals uh, so that they don't crash into a bunch of kids getting out of a school bus. Cool moment. So yep. that is Affleck using his brain. Let's talk about minuses, uh, BVS. Uh, the first time we see him in costume is when a cop is finding the criminal he just branded. And the cop turns around, and he's been hiding in the corner the whole time. He didn't really need to be in the corner. He could have just left, though. This is uh, when he's, like, on the wall? Yeah, it's a really weird first I found way that awkward as hell. Like this, it is, yeah. You didn't yeah. find a better way to do this? Like, a shot like what we're seeing here could have been an amazing first shot of Batman in this universe. He turns around, and it's just 
Batman's pupils staring him in the fucking eye. I don't know, dude. Yeah, what a, mm-hmm. especially this big ass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I thought that very fucking yeah. second I saw that shot, I was just like, <sighs> you know, yeah. it just wasn't <laughs> okay. <laughs> it yeah. just wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. good, dude. I don't yeah. know. I mean, all right. No, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Okay, we've brought this up before, I think. But he did put a tracker on the truck that had kryptonite. And instead of just letting the tracker go to the hideout, he does try to go after it. Now, maybe he's just trying to get to what they've got with the kryptonite. But he doesn't just go after it. He destroys parts of the truck that he's tracking, including his own, potentially his own tracker. He's lucky that he didn't destroy it. He does not destroy it, though. So you could argue, technically, it still worked. But... Right. Why couldn't you have just let it go to where you needed to go and then attack uh, LexCorp, which is what he ends up doing anyway? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Superman, in the fight with Superman, he probably shouldn't be walking up to Superman and letting him throw him around. He should have just hit him with kryptonite bombs first. <laughs> Seems to be uh, the way to go. Right. Um, also does not seem to account for the kryptonite bomb wearing off. He seems to pause at one point during kicking him down and keeps punching at Superman when it wears off, almost like not realizing that that's going to happen. It's rage, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, Next thing might be controversial, might be a hot take on it. We love the warehouse scene. Everybody loves the warehouse scene from a fight perspective. However, from a strategic viewpoint, was that really the best way to get Martha out? Because as epic as it is, KGB's the Anatoly guy could have easily found like, oh, Batman's here, boom, die, Martha. Uh, that is true, dude. Yeah. That is true. <clears throat> Jackson Putnam, one of our uh, fans, pointed this out, saying that Batman could have easily scouted it out and tracked where Martha Kent was, and confronted Anatoly there, gotten her out, and then not have to fight twenty million dudes first and rely on the guy not burning Martha to death. I mean, look, we've, we have a generation or two now that have the predator missions on Arkham games. Right. Yeah. So like there's, that's why it's there. What are they called when they're not the action ones where the, the beat them up segments and the the predator segments, he chose the beat them up segment and it probably should have been a predator segment. They wanted an action Mm -hmm. set piece. He made the best fight scene he's ever Batman's ever done. So I get it, but yeah, like overall logic, I don't know. And and again, also, it would be cool, and hopefully Matt Reeves does more of this. Mm-hmm. I think especially if it's going to be anybody, it'll be him, where they might actually not do an action scene and choose a predator scene, choose a sneaking cool. around scene, mm-hmm. choose, you know, uh, that tension, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like a thriller or whatever, you know, spy thriller. Uh, can he make it through the enemy base or whatever, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing, uh, sneaking around as Batman or in disguise or maybe yeah. a little bit of both. Uh, so yeah, it would be cool to see more of that. People kind of forget about the spy aspect of this whole deal, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, because like the closest we got was like maybe the doc sequence in Batman Begins, but that was from the criminal's perspective. What you're describing, for those who might not might be wondering, like, isn't he what what he's what Andrew's talking about from Batman Begins? No, not really, because in the uh, the Predator missions, right? Like you're from Batman's perspective and trying not to get caught, and yeah. you're seeing him sneak around and shit. That's true. I don't think that's we've true. Really seen that? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's always it, been from the criminal's perspective. Like the one shot of that guy 
getting pulled up was really cool in Batman Begins, but I feel like the I'm getting so picky now, dude. It's unbelievable, but I do I do feel like byproduct of the show. Yeah. yeah, it is. I have to see it again, but I feel like maybe because I've seen it better in the games at this point or something. Like it's it was cool. It was definitely like it was cool, but I feel like it could have been better. I feel so shitty for saying that. There's something about it that could have been better. I don't know what it is. I have to, I have to take a look. We're talking about the begins. Yeah, the begin the begins doc sequence. Like, yeah, it was I mean, more I, there were even more more scenes of him snagging dudes up. We just get yeah. one right or like a really quick. I don't know what it was. There's like, a few, but there's there's so many quick cuts, and you don't really see what the fuck is going on when he's beating up on them. And it's yeah, just, it's a cool idea. It's just execution could have been better. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to. Uh, maybe it's the predator stuff from from Arkham, but they need to. Yeah. It would be cool to be like well. If, him strategize that too like mm-hmm. if i string this guy up those two dudes will see so i have to do this and th- you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. the internal logic of and the strategy of the whole predator mission could be in- an interesting thing to put to film mm-hmm. yeah but his fight well, was badass yeah it R- is richard citrone and i I've met him. He's 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 really awesome. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's all I'll say about that. Yep. All right. So Justice League in the Whedon version, there's an opening with Holt McElhaney's robber, which has a lot of strategic faux pas. One is that uh, he lets the robber see him and take a shot at him. Uh, the other <laughs> is that he says Alfred's name in front of the robber, which definitely got criticized. Uh, and he doesn't even arrest the guy. Yeah. Catches the guy in the act, doesn't even arrest him. Uh, going into the Snyder Cut, it does not seem that he initiates the main plan in the Batcave when Flash asks, I think. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This is, this is in the, the sewers, right? Uh, Wonder Woman's the one who comes up with it. Uh, but that's not really a minus. It's just Wonder Woman's the one who said something. Um Seems more emotional than logical when he's pushing Flash and Cyborg to resurrect Superman in the Snyder Cut. That seems to be the point, though, because he does have that line about operating more on faith than on reason, especially when it comes to Superman. Um, However, in both cuts, when Superman is coming for him, because Superman is all, like, you know, he's all fucked up from coming back from the dead, Batman's strategy is to stand there and then try to talk him out of it. (laughs) He doesn't really have much to go up against Superman. I guess he doesn't want to fight him this time, which I get, but he doesn't really have much. And in the Snyder Cut version, he doesn't really have a contingency plan on what to do in case Superman returns bad. Whereas in the Whedon Cut, he did with the lowest lane being his contingency, which ends up working. Mm-hmm. So uh, in both versions, he does recruit as Bruce Wayne rather than Batman, which seems a little weird, considering that, like, what if these guys are not as heroic as they actually turned out to be? But could argue that it ended up working since they do end up um, so they do end up joining and then in uh, last one is in the flash he's trying to stop Falcone's men uh, who have basically captured a virus he does end up crashing the truck <laughs> um, that has the virus in it uh, and needs oh, man. is kind of needs Wonder Woman to get him out of there uh, before the virus destroys all of Gotham City so he could have had some sort of plan for that it didn't seem like he did though it seems like his, his main idea was to beat the shit out of them on the truck and crash the truck <laughs> in the bridge or something i don't this think he actually i don't flick. think he planned to yeah i don't think he planned to crash the truck 
but he didn't really do much to stop it either. And it didn't seem like he had much of a plan once he got inside the truck to get the, the virus. So where do we go with this one? Um, feels like this is not going to be obviously not S or A. No. Probably okay. not B. Let's boil it down again. What's the be- his best demerit and his worst demerit? I'd say his best merit. His best merit for sure is in BVS. Yeah, it would be how. Okay, well, this kind of sucks too because it's up against Superman, who's not even a bad guy. But like, it, his best would be probably how he booby trapped the area and was able to lead Superman towards the Kryptonite spear. That was cool. That was cool. That is cool. Now, you could also argue, well, why didn't he just have the Kryptonite spear there and just kill him there if you wanted to kill him? <laughs> but I think he knew. I, I don't know. I feel like he knew it was going to be a process. Yeah. So you got to wear his ass down. I, I mean, but then the again, biggest, the kryptonite yeah. would wear him down. So I, I I don't know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. They needed to fucking draw out a whole fucking sequence, dude. Yeah, I know. I don't um, know. You could say the warehouse one was kind of a strategic faux pas, but clearly it worked because he saved her ass and, and killed everyone else. Um, so I can't really count that against him. It's just something that was like a strategic flaw. Um so I would say out of these strategic wise hmm because even him destroying kind of the truck with the tracker on it he technically didn't really destroy the tracker and still ended up working it so out of something that didn't really work so well where he kind of got lucky probably thinking, not having a contingency plan with, with Superman coming actually, back bad I'll do it again I have, a, have something in mind what's yours you want me to say? Yeah. Mine first? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got him pre-written down. But before we got into this, I, I sort of wrote down the different scores that I, I would say. Mm-hmm. I have him here at C-. minus. Wow, that bad. I was doing B- minus actually. All right. Ooh. Let's do C- it. C-minus is pretty bad. I mean, he's okay. not great. Well, it's it's not great. I, I will. Maybe I'm being, perhaps I'm too harsh on you. Uh, Batfleck, considering that like some of the big minuses are are ones that still kind of still worked, right? Like the tracker thing, yeah. the warehouse sequence. So it's because he has heart. Uh, I'm amenable to uh, it going up. So let's put him. Well, it wouldn't be C minus. So your B minus raises that up. So why don't we just put him at C plus above Clooney, okay. but under Wilson? Sure. All right. I think that works. All right. Let's go into the last guy. Robert Pattinson. So we finally we made, made it, it to the latest version. Let's go into it. So we have, similar to Keaton, urban legend type of tactic with um, the slow walk intimidation technique, which he ends up using on the gang in the beginning, as well as Coulson. People uh, were saying that movie was three hours because of how slow he walked. <laughs> 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 oh man Let's see the other part is he does he's the only one that has this third disguise as the drifter to help him blend in with crowds uh, which is kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, he has Selena go into the underground club the 44 below to listen in to her deliberately goes to the mayor's funeral to see if he can end up seeing or identifying the Riddler there 
um, has a wingsuit prepared to help him escape, uh, uses the Batmobile to save Catwoman and Gordon from Penguin and his men in order to distract them, um, does the Val Kilmer Batman Forever empty elevator trick at the Iceberg Lounge when they open the elevator and they find that he's not there, except he's hiding and he, he uh, takes them down. Right. Uh, sets the sticky bomb onto the fire extinguisher at the end in order to create smoke during the finale. Yeah, that was cool. Um, is prepared with an adrenaline shot to inject himself when he's all fucked up from getting shot by a shotgun, but gives himself the extra boost in order to save Selena and figures out how to save everybody in the stadium from the electricity, from like that uh, big, basically electrical cable that's going off. So mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, strategic flaws. The drifter thing is cool. There is a downside to it, which is how long it must take him take for him to change, is what I think. If well, you look at this we, costume, you know, I I give that away to movie suspension magic, of disbelief. Uh, yeah, yeah, that falls into my dis- suspension. Yeah. Um, you've brought this up before. Do you consider it to be a strategic flaw that he tries to go in through the front door of the iceberg lounge, or is that just a preference for a more stealthy Batman? Uh, I didn't like that that much. I have to see it again. Maybe I've seen it twice. I saw it twice in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, not at home yet, but like, I, I don't know. I just wish it's the it's me wanting him to be a ninja more. You know, and right. I know that's lot not really planted in this continuity too much yet. But like going through the front, I mean, maybe he just wanted to fucking just didn't give a fuck. He just cowboyed up on that one. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I. It's it's a demerit for me, I think. Not a maybe not as a, a huge strategy. One. As a strat, I mean, what's a better strategy? Doing that or I mean, what's a, what's the strategy to to that? To well, the front he's door. just there to talk to Penguin, right? As Batman. So, mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah, yeah given that's the true. That's his, that is true. He knows true. where Iceberg Lounge and Penguin. He knows who Penguin is and where the Iceberg Lounge is, but I don't think he's been in there before. Yeah, I don't think, I think had, it would have been better if he way. just showed up, actually. We don't need to see him at the front door. I don't know. Right, just but is having... that a strategic demerit, or is that just a preference in the movie? That's kind of where I'm just like, hmm. I know what you're saying. It's not as bad because he's not there to fight. He's there to just he's there to just talk with Penguin, huh? Yeah. He's just there to question him. So it's not, I mean, yeah. It's not, it's not as bad as it could be, I guess, but. Yeah, well, I, I guess know, what dude. I'm getting at is that's not know. really a strategic demerit. It's just something that you would have preferred the stealth ninja stuff, but that's not necessarily a strategic demerit when it comes to what he was trying to do. I guess so. I don't know. I guess I, I don't like that visual too much. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're talking me into it. I don't know. It's fine. I, I won't count it against him, maybe. All right. Let's go into the other stuff that I got. Um, <laughs> you t- we have you're presenting your case. You should have been a lawyer, man. <laughs> well, I, I just wasn't sure as well. Cause I know you didn't like that part, but I'm like, is, yeah, but is it because you don't like the strategy or is that just because you prefer more stealth stuff? And I think we're coming to the, the conclusions just more because of stealth stuff. That's mainly it. Yeah. I mean, that was my thing, but yeah, I forgot. He just goes in to question him. Yeah. Uh, um, man, I want to see more of that penguin. Anyway, well, it looks like it might forward. be in the fall next year. I mean, yeah, we got to get through get... these strikes at the time of yep. this recording. 
Yep. <laughs> It'll probably be done uh, by the time this releases. Fingers crossed. Fingers uh, crossed. A lot of people criticize Batman chasing after Penguin on the freeway as a bad move, but guys also driving against traffic and endangering lives before Batman even catches up to him on the freeway. So I've always kind of just been... We've talked about this before in the heroism. This is episode. not a demerit. Yeah, I think you taught me yeah. through this one as well. Yeah. I was never uh, really against this shit anyway. I yeah. Really, I, didn't, I don't I, know. It didn't people, stick out to me in the theater until people were just losing, going ape shit on the internet. Like, oh my god, dude, fucking it's Man I, of Steel 2.0. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe for you it felt like that, but Man of Steel's mm-hmm. like that whole thing was so powerful, well, it was, dude. It was, yeah, Man of Steel was obviously bigger. Yeah, that was that was felt bigger to you too, right? Like oh, yeah, the, yeah, Man of Steel definitely was was a bigger made a bigger deal out of that. People made a bigger deal out of that movie's uh, take on that. I'm just saying that, like, if there was a, a possible Batman equivalent, it would probably be this one. I mean, in terms of just destruction, not necessarily in terms of controversy, but in terms of just like hero could have prevented all this destru- destruction type of argument. This so is probably the, the Batman equivalent. Real quick, I haven't done a tangent this whole episode, but like the Man <laughs> of Steel thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like because Superman is supposed to be a Jesus archetype, well, it's supposed to be Moses, but you know what I mean? Like, this this mm-hmm. a- image of perfection kind of thing. Uh, if he makes any mistake, it uh, becomes a bigger deal in the public eye. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a much bigger thing. Like, Batman actually has more leeway in some way because he's a dark motherfucker. He can get away mm-hmm. with some shit. Superman's supposed to be perfect. I mean, and I'm not saying he's supposed to be, but I'm saying that's what many people, that's the standard many people hold him to, mm-hmm. which I think is incorrect anyway, but that's the standard for many people in his, in their eyes. So mm-hmm. whenever you see city destruction, especially with Man of Steel, that was like such an egregious error. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, back to Batman. He, he has more leeway than Superman for sure yeah. uh, with yeah. these kind of things. So, um, what's the next one? What we got? Um, this one, I'm like, if we have to count this against Bat- Batfleck, we kind of have to do that against Passing t- 2, but uh, a similar thing with the warehouse sequence, right? Where, like, in the Batman, right, he knows that Selina's going after Falcone. Yeah. Uh, he knows where Falcone's place is now because he's been there as Bruce Wayne. He knows the Iceberg Lounge in and out because he's been there as Batman as Bruce Wayne and through Selena's eyes. Uh, yet he changes from the Batman into the drifter to get into the iceberg lounge to then shut off the electricity to go up to there to prevent Selena from killing Falcone when he could have located Falcone's window and just prevented it from there because he knows where everybody is now. I think there uh, was a lot cut around that too, man. Like, you know, they, they said they cut a bunch. I don't know. I just get that vibe. Not that it, it shouldn't really matter. I, I don't know what I'm saying. But, uh, well, anyway, the I felt the editing was a little rough in that section, too, maybe. Mm. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Something was a little off to me around there. Yeah. It's a cool sequence, but when you think about it, I'm just like, he didn't need to have to go through all these guys and do all that. He could have just crashed through the window, stopped Selena from, from killing Falcone and taking Falcone out. I think so, too. That The... Man, like the Batman, I feel like it's it's good overall, but it has like a lot of errors in it, dude. Like we've got we've talked we don't have to get into all yeah, of them now. 
but so like, do all of these. <laughs> all, all of them do, and I think mainly it's a movie. It's the only Bat movie I've seen post doing this podcast, like live action. That's true too. So I went right. into this, saw it with you too, and like mm-hmm. we saw it with my my buddy Joey from mm-hmm. the old podcast, Super House podcast. Anyway, it's like so I, maybe I was just going in super analytical, but like. But I think the main thing, though, is like he that endeavor is so worthwhile, even though we made mistakes. Matt mm-hmm. Reeves, like his yeah. the endeavor to make a detective Batman, even though he didn't make the best detective story ever. That was a it's a very worthwhile endeavor. Mm-hmm. And he God, he just needs to keep doing it. Even yeah. you know what I mean? I'm yeah. glad I'm so glad they got another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so where do we rank him on this? We don't really have a lot of minuses here other than maybe the last one, and even then, if we've been letting Guy slide due to the outcome, he still stops Selena from killing Falcone. So yeah, that's true. It's not like it didn't work. It still worked. Uh, so yeah, not really so. a lot to demerit. It could be an A, man. I think maybe an yeah. A. Because the strategy goes along with the detective work, and that's like right. his, his whole deal. More than the others. Do we put him above Kilmer? Let's see. Kilmer. I think. No. Yeah. Well, maybe. Actually, I don't know. I'll let you decide let's re- that. Let's review. Actually, let me bring him back. I can't. <laughs> wait. Hold on. I can't. <laughs> He's the dumbass. Oh, no, no. Um, uh, hold on. Let me just put him here real quick. So let's see. Kilmer we talked about enticing Dick. Uh, guards, <laughs> hearing aid. What's Two Face thing? What's so his? What's what's Pattinson's worst thing again? Pattinson's worst say? thing, based on what we determined, was uh, not having the best strategy to try to stop Selena from killing Falcone. But it still ended up working out. And then Kilmer's worst was not accounting for Drew Barrymore being able to turn on the device when he went in there, and when she did turn it on. Riddler found out his secret identity, then attacked him and shot him and had Two-Face shoot him. So he had a worse outcome due to that mistake, but also he couldn't have really known that she was going to be able to do that. Okay. So maybe it's kind of a wash on that. Out of the two, it's funny because they both do the empty elevator trick. That's funny. So that is cool. Um... It's a it's a toss up, dude. It's a toss up. Whoever um, wins wins by a hair. Yeah, and this is not going to be Pattinson's only movie, so it could be one where he goes up or goes down if they fuck it up. But, <laughs> I, uh, they've had a lot of time to <laughs> think yeah. about this, man. I yeah. ho- hopefully they figure it out, dude. Yeah. Do right. they give Matt, my, my, our boy Mattson Tomlin a, a more of a a role in this one too? This new one. Yeah, yeah, because it sounds like he actually might be credited for this one. So yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um, let's keep him here with the possibility of him going up. Let's say that they're tied. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm All okay right. With so that. this is what we got. Wow. So Bale's the last one on this. <laughs> I was not expecting. It sucks too because he has so many S tier moments. So overall, most of these guys are pretty good. We could strategy. update later. It's fine. <laughs> We might feel different on another day. We might. People in the comment section are just fucking screaming at this point. Like, All right, so <laughs> this is not 
set in stone, guys. <laughs> Change your minds next week. Hate to yeah. break it to you. <laughs> uh, so we got Bale at the bottom at C minus. Nobody was world's greatest dumbass though. Uh, even nah. if sometimes they make world's greatest dumbass mistakes. Uh, Clooney <laughs> then is above that, and then Affleck at the at uh, the top of the C range. Then at B, Lewis Wilson, Robert Lowry above him, Michael Keaton above him. Then at A, we've got Robert Pattinson. Then above him is Val Kilmer. And then world's greatest strategist, S-tier, no big surprise, Adam West. <laughs> as, so, as usual, as usual. So no regrets on these. He gets the uh, it log for, for being shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible at being shitty. <laughs> So uh, thanks, everyone, for this. And, uh, yeah, that is superhero stuff you should know. Coming soon from Newverse Creative. Riddle me this, Fred! What is everything to someone and nothing to everyone else? Your mind! In an uncertain world, in a chaotic time, justice wears a mask. Batman does not kill? What if those slain during his fight with Jack Napier, the Joker? Love is a game. Let's just say I could write a heck of a paper on why a grown man dresses up like a flying rodent. Bats aren't rodents, Dr. Meridian. Power is a machine. Question marks, Mr. Wayne. My work raises so many question marks. Here's one for you. Why hasn't anybody put you in your place? And revenge is a trap. The bat must die. Courage now. Let's save your bad buff back there. I think a little appreciation is in order. Truth always. Who's the boy wonder, Batman? Experience the original Batman forever. Finally performed in the style of the Burton verse. I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? Batman 3, based on the screenplay by Lee and Janet Scott Batchelor with Akiva Goldsman. Adapted by Ben Wan from superhero stuff you should know. My parents were murdered in front of me. I was just a kid. I can't remember exactly what happened. But now there's a new element. A red leather book. Coming soon. Big thanks to Dan for gathering these visuals, as well as the visuals for the tier maker. Let's go into the comments section for this week. Uh, Camden. Likes our idea, our pitch for a young Bruce Wayne series focusing on the training. 
Camden says, there definitely should be a Bruce Wayne-centered series. I never liked the idea that just Alfred raised him from when the Waynes were murdered. I prefer Bruce being adopted by his uncle, Uncle Phil, who is the industrialist that lives in Wayne Manor. Thomas his Wayne just lives comfortably not off Phil, of, is it? of the Wayne Trust Fund. It is. Is it really? <laughs> oh, now, I know where Fresh Prince got it from. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. Yes. So, thanks, Camden. Let us know who you want us to cast as Uncle Phil uh, for this yes. TV show. <laughs> Man, uh, that's awesome. Yes, thank you. Clearly, it's going to be James Avery. All right, so well, uh, he's dead, but yeah, <laughs> we'll resurrect him just for this. We'll, we'll put him in the Lazarus pit for that. <laughs> yeah, Tyler says, says Chip I Zark. wanted to be Shredder again. Oh, yeah, Why did you bring me back for this shit? <laughs> Ship Zdarsky's the night series, the comic series is the perfect blueprint for a miniseries, or you could expand it into a full show. Yeah, um, we would definitely take elements. Of that, I think there are certain things about the night um, that I would probably change. But did you I read do that think whole thing. Blueprint. You read the whole yeah, thing. I did. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, it's pretty solid it's though issues. overall. It's good. It's just um, it's just not how I think we would do it. Okay, got it. Uh, I think they could have used spent more time with the mentors that were pre-established rather than creating new ones, and. Um, it's tough, too, when it comes to the Ra's al Ghul stuff, because inevitably it pales in comparison to what Nolan did in Batman Begins. Uh, right. Part of it's also that Bruce Wayne defeats Ra's al Ghul in combat before he's Batman. I'm just like, dude, that's not... That doesn't happen. Like, I, I think another... That happen. I didn't say this in the thing, in either the Patreon or the real thing, but, like, one thing I, I'd want from this, and, and, like, I know people are afraid of this due to cultural issues and stuff, but... I want the mentors to say really deep shit and like, Mm -hmm. you know, what are they? The Buddhist koan, which is like those, uh, those like deep phrases, uh, that don't make sense at first. So you have to kind of like think about, and then it helps you to (laughs) reach enlightenment. I don't know. It helps Mm -hmm. you to, to, to think more. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just want like, I know it's a stereotype, but I don't know. I'm just so attached to the idea. And it doesn't have to just be the Asian master. It could be all of his mentors. But, like, I want to hear some deep shit again. Nolan did that very well in all Mm -hmm. of his shit. You know, uh, some of the lines in there, it's like, wow, there's some deep wisdom in here, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one thing I would bring back. Yeah, definitely. uh, For sure. Whether it's Kung Fu or Nolan or whatever. This uh, is the development of Batman, though. You, you feel that. smarter whenever you fucking watch the show in a sense like, mm-hmm. damn, that cha- that that line cha- might change my fucking life, you know, <laughs> right. shit like that. I, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. These are his mentors. So, yeah, they're the characters to have this. Yeah, exactly. All right. Nate is the name uh, commented on our episode about the Wachowskis, Batman year one and whether or not it was real or fake. My opinion was that it was fake. So Nate says, like with Ben, I never thought this was real. I looked around, and anyone saying that Wachowskis wanted to do Batman is pretty much repeating what others have said, not from legit sources. I strongly feel this is a fan-made creation that sadly has become fact to certain people without anyone finally debunking it. Until now, with us. (laughs) Thanks, Nate. Yes, thank you. I thought about this, too. Like, I... I gave a little bit of credence in the episode just because it was Warner Brothers. They're the top directors at the time. 
you know, they might have had half a phone call once. I mean, who mm-hmm. knows? As for any scripts or even treatments, probably not. But they might have yeah. been. They they might have thrown a might name around at least. Yeah, yeah. That's about yeah. it. You know, you want to do know. Batman? Now let's work on these Matrix sequels. Okay, cool. The end. I got more anime shit to make in live action. <laughs> right. <laughs> they won't be exactly. as good as the first, but hey, you're throwing me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Throwing us a lot of money. All right. Speaking of throwing us a lot of money, thank you, Patreon <laughs> patrons. <laughs> well, not. I mean, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, everybody here. Um, we're. We thank everybody for your contribution, but at the same time, we're not rich just yet. No. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm laughing. So <laughs> anyway, you want to thank everybody here, of course, but uh, more recently, Jack G, put your guns on Michael C, Braxton W, and Leom O. Oh, Leom O's back, huh? Yep. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Leom. So uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, and thanks for the other supporters as well. And uh, man, we've told you about our friends here. And we would now like you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends about us. listening to the Geekscape Network.